It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode of the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. I am your host, Julian Council. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. And look out, coming very shortly, we'll have a Locked On Carolina Panthers Twitter page. Now I'm going to need you to go ahead and follow as well. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts on Stitcher, on Spotify, we're on Odyssey now, we're all over the place. So if you have the Radio.com app, that's now Odyssey, so go check it out, A-U-D-A-C-Y, pronounced just like Odyssey. So go check us out on all of those platforms, basically wherever you can find a podcast, you will be able to find the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. We're talking more NFL Pro Days today, as on Wednesday afternoon, Kyle Pitts, the University of Florida, Kyle Trask as well, had their Pro Day, and Kyle Pitts, man, looked really good. A 4.4440 for a tight end at 8. If he's there, does it make sense for the Carolina Panthers? That's kind of the question of the day, pretty much, with these prospects. If that guy's sitting there at 8, should the Carolina Panthers go after him? Of course, it depends on who else is available at the time. But, man, I'm loving Kyle Pitts and what he could look like in this offense in 2021 and beyond. Also, looked at the athletic today. An interesting Left tackle prospect out there playing for the Baltimore Ravens, Orlando Brown Jr. He wants to be a left tackle, does not want to be a right tackle. Would it make sense to bring Brown here to fix what's been a long-term left tackle problem for the Carolina Panthers and finally have that left tackle of the future, especially from a proven player? And lastly, we want to get into Kellen Mond, who had his pro day on Tuesday. He was down there in Mobile with the Carolina Panthers being coached by the Panthers staff during the Senior Bowl week. Would he make sense potentially as a late-round pick? that the Carolina Panthers could develop into their franchise guy if they do not get a quarterback at eight. So all that coming up here on the Locked On Panthers podcast, starting off with Kyle Pitts and the Florida Pro Day. Folks, I'm in love. I don't really do draft crushes, and I told you yesterday I'm not a huge NFL draft guy as is, even though I'm going to be talking about it all the time here in the next month until April 29th, because that's what you want to hear. This is the Panthers podcast. The Panthers are a young, rebuilding team. You want to know who they're going to go out there and get. And I'm going to bring that coverage to you, even if I die inside a little bit every day. But I'm kidding. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking to y'all. My man, Kyle Pitts, I've been in love with this dude since really last fall. And not 2020, but 2019 when he really came on the scene for Dan Mullen and the Florida Gators in that offense. And in this past fall, he was even better just a dude who is a physical specimen, a freak. 6'5", can run a 4.4440. And here's the thing about that 40. If you saw the tape, he'd even run in a straight line. 
he was going kind of he couldn't run straight and he still ran a 4.44 like if you would have ran straight was he running a 4.2 probably not but holy crap to see a dude running that fast who's that big that athletic that strong that really makes you think about the possibilities of Kyle Trask here with the Carolina Panthers Carolina Panthers said coach Matt Rule was down there in Gainesville today hanging out checking out Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Marco Wilson, who could potentially could be an option later on in the draft at cornerback, which is definitely a need for the Carolina Panthers. And I hear you. Kyle Pitts at eight. You don't take a tight end with the eighth overall pick. What are you doing? I really liked what Matt Miller, who's at NFL Draft Scout on Twitter, said on the Dan Patrick Show on Wednesday. And we had talked about this on on Wednesday morning when I told you about how he brought up in his latest notebook that the Panthers potentially could be looking at the eighth pick to use a left tackle. So Matt knows what he's talking about. I really enjoyed what he said to Dan Patch when he said that we don't need to look at him as a tight end. You need to look at him as an offensive weapon. Let's not just put him in one box and say, oh, he's just a tight end. No, this guy can be a tight end who can play right at the tight end position, can be an excellent run blocker. He can play in the slide. He could, hell, he could probably go out wide and play in the boundary as a wide receiver. You can put Kyle Pitts wherever the hell you want in this offense if you're a smart offensive coordinator, which I think Joe Brader is. And he proved already in his first year with the Carolina Panthers. You put this guy in this offense with Christian McCaffrey, with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, they're going to be a problem especially if they can finally find an offensive line. Even if Teddy Bridgewater is still the quarterback, this offense is going to be a problem when you have Kyle Pitts. Because if he's not here in Carolina, say he doesn't last to eight, Atlanta would make a lot of sense. Do you want to see Kyle Pitts playing for division rival? Well, you might not have a choice because the Falcons are unlikely to uh, trade with you at four. And if you're trading up to four, you're not trading to get Kyle Pitts. But man, Kyle Pitts here with the Carolina Panthers would be incredible just to finally have that pass-catching tight end. And he's one of the three players, when I look at this NFL draft, where I have no doubt in my mind that these guys are going to be stars. Trevor Lawrence, of course, the quarterback who's definitely going to go to Jacksonville out of Clemson. Panay Sewell, who I talked about yesterday and how much I love him and how much I think he could solve the left tackle issue here in Carolina. And he could be a long-term 10-year, 12-year stud for the Panthers where you never have to worry about your quarterback getting knocked out with him right there protecting his blind side. The third guy is Kyle Pitts. Not a doubt in my mind that Kyle Pitts is going to be an absolute star in the NFL. I would love for him to be a star at Carolina. It's definitely not the top need for the Carolina Panthers to get a tight end, especially at eight. I understand that. But you're telling me you're going to get a guy who is going to be one of the main cogs of your offense for years to come. You don't want to do that? I mean, Greg Olson. Probably the best tight end we've ever seen here in Carolina. I think I don't think it's an argument. Him and Wesley Wallace, but definitely Greg Olson, the top tight end we've ever seen here in Carolina. He reacted to Kyle Pitts running that 4.4440, saying, imagine if he ran straight offline. The top teams all feature the tight end. He's next in line, special talent. Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, one of the top tight ends in the league. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rob Gronkowski. Cameron Brait when he was there. O.J. Howard. Going back to New England, where the Patriots have Belichick and Brady together. Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. Now this year they have Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, and they're hoping to bring back those two tight end sets that made them so successful back when Brady was the quarterback. Go out to San Francisco and look at what they have with George Kittle. You're telling me you don't want to have a George Kittle? You don't have a Travis Kelsey? And looking at Kyle Pitts, 
He's more athletic than both those dudes. I don't know if he's as good of a run blocker as them because that's what set those guys apart outside of just being monsters in the past game, especially Rob Gronkowski, who's not at the same level he used to be back when he was in New England. Add Kyle Pitts to this offense with Joe Brady still as the OC, and it might only be for one more season. And then eventually, maybe down the road, go get that quarterback. It's going to be a problem. And that's why I've said I don't really feel the need to get a quarterback right now at eight because I feel like, and I know a lot of you out there don't feel the same way, and that's fine. We can have a difference of opinion. doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation about it. I feel like the Carolina Panthers can win with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, when I say win, I mean they can win enough to not be terrible. Can they get to the playoffs? I don't know. I think this team, regardless of who the quarterback is next year, was going to be a team that was going to be right there in the hunt to get into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team in 2021 as we sit here on April 1st. I don't believe that's going to be the case. And we could see what we look like in May 1st after the NFL draft, and then my opinion might change. But right now, I still think this team is going to be sitting right there as an 8-9 and team or a 9-8 and team, as it's weird to say that as the NFL is going to a 17-game schedule. I think they can be right there trying to get that 7C, that, that third wild card spot, that is now with the expanded NFL playoffs. I see that happening, especially if you add Kyle Pitts to this arsenal. He's a hell of a player. I don't think quarterbacks in need right away, but you can get Kyle Pitts, and you can build this roster, this offensive line as well, that defense, so when you put in a quarterback in the future, it's like, let's go. There's no thoughts of, okay, we're going to build around it. We're going to just kind of go move move along slowly. It's no. Let's insert our, our star quarterback, have all these weapons around him, let's go. That's why I would be all about getting Kyle Pitts at number eight. I get that you might want not want to do that, but buddy, I'm not this isn't this is not even a pro day re- overreaction. This is a dude who we need here in Carolina. There's another dude that we need here in Carolina who plays currently for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll get into him in just a moment. But first off, let me tell you about our friends over at Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We've also been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Coconut Cookie Brownie Chunk versus Mint Brownie. And the flavorful four who will take on the winner of the previous matchup yesterday, Cookies and Cream and Cookie Dough Chunk. Cookie Dough Chunk sitting there in the championship match. 
as mint brownie and coconut brownie chunk are competing today. I'm going with mint brownie to definitely be there in that championship alongside cookie dough chunk. How about you? Go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So speaking of dudes that the Carolina Panthers need on their roster, a dude that I would love to see the Carolina Panthers go get is Orlando Brown who is the right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens, who has requested a trade and wants out of Baltimore because he wants to be a left tackle. Brown currently is 24 years old, turns 25 in May. He's been a Pro Bowler the past two seasons and really stood out for the Ravens when Ronnie Stanley went down with a season-ending injury this past fall for the Baltimore Ravens. Jeff Jeff Zriebeck of The Athletic, who covers the Baltimore Ravens, he wrote earlier today just looking at some of the possible destinations for the Baltimore Ravens and teams that could trade, and he mentioned the Carolina Panthers potentially could be a team with the 39th overall pick sitting there in the second round that could offer Baltimore for Orlando Brown, knowing that they need a left tackle. I've already talked about how I'm just not impressed at all with the current left tackle situation. Bringing back Trent Scott makes a lot of sense just because Greg Little clearly is not there yet for the Carolina Panthers. Greg Little, the injuries he suffered the last two seasons, and also just when he's been on the field, he has not shown you that he is going to be the left tackle of the future for Carolina as we sit here right now. Of course, things could change. I am highly skeptical if Greg Little will ever be that guy for the Carolina Panthers, and he'll just be another draft casualty by former general manager Marty Herney. And honestly, at this point in time, just move on. If he's not the right guy, move on in, after training camp, especially if you're telling me that you already have Trent Scott on the roster. They brought in Cam Irving, who's a turnstile himself, who failed in Baltimore, so who failed in Cleveland, rather. And really, I don't see what he offers. Of course, the versatility is what this team is all about right now, especially on offense and on defense. It doesn't really matter. Whenever they bring guys in, they want to have them have that positional flexibility. Irving shown that he can play tackle very poorly. He's also shown that he can play guard very poorly. Pat Elfline, who is projected to be the starting left guard as we sit here right now, he has shown that he can play left guard not well, and he can play center not very well as well. So the Panthers need more dudes on the offensive line, as I've mentioned. Have I said that before, that the Carolina Panthers need to fix their offensive line, something that has plagued them for years? I don't want to see another Cam Newton situation play out here. You need to be able to protect your most valuable asset. So what's the point of going out there and drafting your quarterback of the future if you're not going to protect him? And this situation right here could work out perfectly for the Carolina Panthers if at number eight, Justin Fields falls or Trey Lance is sitting there or if they decide that they're going to trade up. But hopefully, as I've said, I want to see them stay there at 8. And if they want to take a quarterback at 8, whether it's Field or Lance, or if it's Mac Jones, who I'm not in love with, as you heard me yesterday say, I love Justin Fields. I think he's the second-best quarterback in this draft class. I think Trey Lance would fit perfectly here, just based off of the fact that he's played 17 games in college, all on the FCS level, and he could definitely use a year of seasoning before being the starter in the way that Teddy Bridgewater's contract sets up. I think it would be perfect for him to step in in 2022 as a starter if that's the direction the Carolina Panthers want to go by drafting Trey Lance. 
But first, you need to have someone who can protect them. And I hear you. People are saying that this is a very deep tackle draft where you may not need to go draft a tackle at eight, like I mentioned, and potentially Rashawn Slater or Panay Sewell, those guys from Northwestern and Oregon, respectively. But how about if you can just go ahead and get a proven guy? I'm always going to be a, more about taking a proven player opposed to drafting a player. Orlando Brown is a proven player. Two Pro Bowls, showed out last year when the Ravens needed the most to play left tackle to protect Lamar Jackson. I don't see why you wouldn't want to give up a second-round pick and maybe a fourth, whatever it takes, especially if it's not going to be a first-round pick, to get a guy who you can put there. He's a 6'8 dude. He's a monster. He's a, he's a tower. He's a, monster. he's a mountain of a man. Why not have him right there at left tackle for the next 10 years? And that's possible when you see Trent Williams at his age and you've seen Andrew Whitworth at his age still playing well into their mid and late 30s left tackle at a high level. Orlando Brown Jr. could be the franchise left tackle for the Carolina Panthers for the next 10 seasons if they do make this trade. And I hear you about the the top tackles out there. Mel Kuyper Jr. has his top offense tackles. He has Panay Sewell of Oregon ranked first, and Rashawn Slater of Northwestern ranked second. Christian Theresaw, Virginia Tech at third. Uh, one that's kind of interesting because the pro day was on Wednesday, Leon Eichenberg of Notre Dame. He could be an option. When you talk about value as well, his ninth-rated offensive tackle was a guy named Walker Little from Stanford, who was a five-star recruit, was thought to be a potential first-round draft pick before he hurt his knee in 2019. He opted out of last season, so he has not played football in two years. And he could potentially could be there later on in the draft, which would make you think that, fine, you don't need to trade assets for for Orlando Brown. But I'm just going to say, of all these guys, and I said Penesu is the one that I think is a no-doubter, and if he's sitting there at eight, I would be all about drafting him over Pitts or over Fields or Lance because I want to solidify the left tackle position. Like, I, I am borderline obsessed. And borderline probably is not the right term. I am literally obsessed with the Carolina Panthers finding a way to finally fix the left tackle position and address that. Doing it in the draft would be great. But if you're not going to get a first-round left tackle, then just go ahead and get one who's already proven the NFL so far, and that's Orlando Brown. He would instantly be a better option than Greg Little, Cam Irving, and Trent Scott. And at that point in time, you could probably cut bait with Greg Little. I would love to cut bait with Trent with Cam Irving, but for whatever reason, they decided that he was worth paying money to. I will always be about getting out, getting the, the proven player over drafting a tackle, especially if you're going to wait to the second or third round to do that. The Carolina Panthers want a quarterback to the future. Panther fans want that as, to, as well, but you need to protect your most valuable asset. And that, and someone who could do that is definitely Orlando Brown Jr. of the Baltimore Ravens if the price is right now. If it's too much, then don't do it. But if the price makes sense for both parties, especially here in Carolina, I have no problem with the Carolina Panthers going out there and making that trade. As I said, the topic du jour pretty much every day for the next couple weeks is going to be these NFL draft prospects and what guys could fit here in Carolina. And speaking of pro days that I didn't get into just yet, Texas A&M had their pro day on Tuesday. And Jimbo Fisher has a pretty decent quarterback who broke all the records down there in College Station. Yes, even Johnny Manziel's records. Who could be there later on in the NFL draft and who could potentially end up being a Russell Wilson type or Dak Prescott type in a mold of a guy who gets drafted in the third rounds of the NFL draft and it turns out to be a franchise guy who is that player and how could he help the Carolina Panthers? More on that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all 
in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Pro Day season rolls on, and Texas A&M down there in College Station on Tuesday had theirs, and they have an interesting prospect, in my opinion, in their quarterback, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond, four-year starter under Jimbo Fisher, started off with Kevin Sumlin before he was fired, and he broke every single passing record down there in College Station, which is what a good quarterback should do if they stay at one school for four seasons and they start. And so that's what Kellen Mond went down there and did the last couple of seasons at AM. and was a really good team this past year as well in the fall, being the number five seat, number five team in the country right outside of the college football playoff. He had a great season, a magnificent season. I think he is someone who could really fit for the Carolina Panthers. And I say that because Carolina Panthers were a team down there at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, who coached Kellen Mond. So they got a firsthand look at him. We've spent a lot of time talking about how they got a firsthand look at Mac Jones and how he might fit into the Carolina Panthers' scheme and his system. Kellen Mond's another one of those guys who they got to sit down there and, and talk to firsthand. So I do wonder if Matt Rule and Joe Brady and his coaching staff would be interested in him. Sean Ryan, the Carolina Panthers' new quarterback coach, was actually down in College Station on Tuesday getting a firsthand look at Kellen Mond. I'm sure he has some sort of connections with the A&M program, having coached the Houston Texans and College Station just being right down the road there in Texas, I think Calamon potentially could be like Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson in terms of a mid-round guy who didn't have a lot of expectations, but then turns out to be the franchise quarterback for a team. I say that because I think Jimbo Fisher is one of the best quarterback developers in college football. Now, Jameis Winston, he had his ups and downs when he was in Tampa Bay. But he looks like he's going to be the future in New Orleans. And especially under Sean Payton now, I think he has a chance to have a really successful career moving forward if he can be a better decision maker. It also helps that he got LASIK and now he can see. Um, but I side aside, I think Jameis Winston is a very has a chance to be a pretty good quarterback. And he was a very good prospect coming out of Florida State. Heisman Trophy winner, of course, number one overall pick to Tampa Bay. I think Jimbo Fisher, having Kellen Mond for the past three years, has taught Kellen Mond more than he was going to learn had he been stuck with Kevin Sumlin and more than he would have learned from the majority of college coaches the last three seasons. And the fact that he has the experience of playing in the SEC and that he has been the guy and he's been a leader in the America's Toughest Conference for that long, I think he could be a perfect fit here 
if you draft him in, in, say, the third or fourth round. And I understand that people always want to go get the top quarterbacks, but it does not guarantee you if you draft a quarterback in the top 10 that you're going to get the right guy. A couple of years ago, when Baker Mayfield went number one overall, you had Josh Allen get drafted, you had Lamar Jackson be the last quarterback, the last pick of the first round. You also had Sam Darnold, who we spoke about earlier this week, get drafted in the top five. And you also had Josh Rosen go in the top 10. You saw of those five quarterbacks, only three of them have been successful. Lamar has been amazing since he first stepped foot in the NFL. Josh Allen, he had his ups and downs. He had his struggles for the first two seasons in this past year. He was awesome. And then looking at Baker Mayfield, was good his rookie year, had a sophomore slump, then bounced back this past year to help the Browns make the playoffs for the first time in eons. So it's not a guarantee that one of the five top quarterbacks that we're talking about here and Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and Justin Fields are all going to be successful. If we're going to go based off of the model of a couple of years, only three of them are going to turn out to be any good, while well, the other two are going to fail. And you can question whether Rosen really got a good shot or not, but still, in all likelihood, not all five of these quarterbacks are going to have success. So while we might be gung-ho about one prospect like I am with Justin Fields and, of course, Trevor Lawrence, who's not going to be available, and we might be down on some of them like I am with Zach Wilson, just looking at how he was had 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions back in 2019 when BYU actually played competition – in his past season where they weren't playing anybody, he tore it up with a good offensive line. I'm not really sure if that kid really is that good. Now, he might prove me wrong, and a lot of us are going to be wrong, like we are every year. We think prospects are going to be awesome. But there's just no guarantee that any of these top five quarterbacks that we're obsessing over are going to end up being better than, say, a Kellen Mond who's later on in the draft. And I would say that, yes, they're probably that Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than him. I, I, I would pretty much guarantee that. I would also probably guarantee Justin Fields. And I don't know about Trey Lance, but I'm intrigued by him. And I think he has a great chance to. But Zach Wilson, I don't see it. Mac Jones, I don't see it. As good of the season that he had this past year, I just don't see it. But Kellen Mond, I, I see it. I, I like his leadership. He's got good arm strength. He's a, He has the mobility that you need at quarterback nowadays in the NFL. If you give him a year to sit under and behind Teddy Bridgewater and sit and learn his offense, and he comes in 2022, I don't see how he could potentially end up being the long-term option for the Panthers or for another organization. I really have some confidence that Kellen Mond could potentially be that next Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott type who gets drafted in mid-round and then ends up being a franchise quarterback for somebody in the NFL. And that could be Carolina. And if you want a quarterback this year, and the Panthers say that they rather go tackle at eight, whether it's Rashawn Slater or it's Panay Sewell, or they want to get Kyle Pitts and they want to wait on later and get their quarterback after they've solidified more of the roster. I don't think Kellen Mond would be that bad of an option, especially if the Carolina Panthers have just no choice and they can't get a quarterback at all of the top five guys. If, say, the Broncos trade up or New England trades up and they get locked out of getting one of the top five quarterbacks, who's to say that Kellen Mond would not be someone that they have already evaluated in Mobile would not be someone that they would potentially like to fit in as their starting quarterback and their franchise quarterback starting in 2022. I think it's definitely an option. It's not my top option, but I think Kelmon definitely is an option for the Carolina Panthers. That wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast with me, your host, Julian Council. I'll be back again on Friday, April 2nd. We'll continue to talk more about the Panthers' options, check out some of the latest mock drafts, 
and what the experts think about the Carolina Panthers as we are inching closer to the NFL draft starting on April 29th. You can follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. You can also make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on Odyssey and pretty much wherever you get your podcast, you can find on the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure to go ahead and do that. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.